Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. I'm super excited for another episode of Show About Science. This is your host, Nate. Today, we're traveling to a very special place called Middle Fork Farm, where the magic of growing organic food happens. It's going to be an awesome episode, so let's meet our guest, Bird, and get this show started. So, welcome to the show, Bird. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Verdant Nolan. My wife and I, Jean, run a company called The Organic Gardener, which helps families grow beautiful, productive, and organic gardens. We've been doing it for 14 years now. We have a small farm in Northbrook area where we have alpacas and goats. And my mission is to help people grow food and find their connection to the planet in a way that feels authentic to them. And also, at the same time, in a way that gives them something back through food, in this case. Fruit, vegetables, and honey. Okay. (laughs) Organic farming is basically growing food without chemicals or pesticides. But it's so much more than that to bird. We organic farm by being aware of what is good for the soil, what is good for the people handling the materials in the soil. It's very, very important to make sure that whatever you put into the earth, it's not gonna hurt the earth somewhere else. Those chemicals can end up in the water we drink, and we definitely don't want them in our food. So that's essentially what organic comes down to, is it's gardening in harmony with nature and with the planet. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Middle Fork Farm is the coolest place ever, and we're so lucky to be here on a very special day. So today's our planting day for summer planting. Nate, you may or may not know this, but in our region where we live, we can grow cold weather crops and warm weather crops. So we plant in spring, summer, and fall. So we get three major plantings at the Organic Gardener. So. What are the three seasons that you can plant stuff in? And like, what general plants can you plant in those seasons? Sure. Well, first, we have three seasons we can plant in, and what I mean by that is spring, summer, and fall. Uh, The spring and the fall times are gonna be things like spinach and peas and lettuces and plants that are more cold tolerant and cool tolerant. In the summer, we're gonna plant, you know, some of the stars of the garden, things like Peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, the stuff you see them planting here right now, peppers, things like that, cucumbers. 
And then in the fall, again, it's sort of like a repeat of spring, really. So how did you get interested in all of this? My mom and dad had a small vegetable garden in their backyard in Oak Park. And my parents would pay me a few bucks to go out and harvest tomatoes and clean up the crab apples. And in doing that, I realized that I loved being outside. And when I turned 16, I decided that I wanted to be an organic farmer. And I went to an organic farm and I began an apprenticeship on how to grow food and also studied the arts, mainly dance. And that's where I met my wife, Jean. And she was my first uh, organic gardening coach. And then when I was 21, I traveled the world doing willing workers on organic farms. And I went to a potato farm in South Africa and learned beekeeping there and grew vegetables in many different parts of the country until finally settling back here on the North Shore and starting the Organic Gardener with my wife. Before coming to Middle Fork, I knew farmers used chemical fertilizers to grow their crops, but I didn't know what organic farmers used. So when I found a mushroom in for its orchard, I found my answer. Mushrooms are fantastic. You found a mushroom? Let me take a look. I found more than one. There, that's really exciting. There, 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 oh, there, that's great, man. There, there, there. That is so there, great. This is exactly what I've been there. trying to, I've been trying to foster this. So one of the things that's going on and the reason that I don't till my soil is because I want mushrooms to grow. The fungal network that happens underneath the mycelium, which is all the network of all the little hyphae, which are these strands that go beneath the soil, what yes. they do is they take, do you know the difference between soluble and insoluble? Not really. It just basically means with water, it mixes with water or it doesn't mix with water. Okay? So most fertilizers that farmers use, they're soluble. That means that they wash away with rain and they wash away with water. But in an ideal world, we wouldn't even have to fertilize. What happens is when fungi gets established in the soil, it breaks down insoluble things like little rocks and minerals and fertilizers and it unlocks them so that the plants can actually take it up through uh, its roots. So this is a really good sign that we see this stuff here because that means that the fungal networks are becoming strong in here and that this soil is very, very much alive. The ground is alive. There's... Did you put the mushrooms in there? No. These found their way in there through the air, through spores in the air. And because it was left undisturbed, it was able to take root and start to grow. And then this is what's called fruiting. It's a fruiting mass of mushrooms. Now, these mushrooms may or may not be edible. I'm not a mycologist, which is a person who studies mushrooms. They're called a mycologist. But I do know enough to know that it's a great sign to have these here. So, um, did you plant the, the trees? I planted the trees. From like transplant or seed? Transplant. So these are special, trees. very, very special rootstock that uh, the tree that it's actually growing on, are you, have you ever heard the term grafting? Are you aware of what that is? Well, not really. It's when you take one kind of tree and you mix it with another type of tree to make what it is that you want. So you might take a tree that grows only to 10 feet tall in this case, and that's called the rootstock. And then you take a peach and you blend it with that tree by making a little cut, and then you take a little piece of the peach and you put it inside the cut that you make, and then you wrap it up with a bandage. And then eventually, guess what happens? What? That peach grows into 
the rootstock tree, the small tree that I was telling you about in the beginning, it grows into it and it turns the whole tree into a peach tree. Like this whole tree and will only oh, make peaches now. And there's now. a bunch of mushrooms over here. Yeah, it's mushroom abundance. We've had a lot of rain and we but have live soil. But this is a different species of Aren't those mushrooms. cool? Take a look. If you tap them on the top like this, if you just tap them like that, that'll make sure that more, there look, look below. Watch, watch really closely. Do you see anything fall out? Can you see that stuff? It's like little dots. See that? Yeah. You know what that is? Those are spores. And when you tap them like that, you're spreading the spores around. Check it out. When you tap it like that, that's millions and millions of little spores that fall to the ground. It's incredible. So, first organic farm is alive and well and thriving. But he has noticed changes over time because of climate change and he's had to adapt to those changes. Mainly the type of change that I experience is inconsistency of weather. So we might have like a quick cold event or a heat flash or, you know, 80 degrees in the middle of, you know, March in a way that's unseasonable and it lasts a few days, which, for example, this year would mess with broccoli. It would send a signal to broccoli to produce its heads earlier when really it wanted that consistent cold and rainy part of the season. We're not like on an island where the water's rising or like Venice where we're, you know, dealing with water events. Although on this farm, we do have flood events as well. So inconsistent large amounts of rain, um, but mainly temperature, mainly just fluctuations in temperature. And there is a consistent warming that's going on, which is, you know, why I'm making a play on growing peaches. I'm hoping that my peaches will do better actually in that. So I'm, I'm trying to work in harmony with climate change as much as I can. Experts agree the effects of climate change will continue to worsen over time if we don't do something to stop it. And what Bird is doing may have a small effect on climate change. But if a lot of people do it, they will have big effects. So let's start an organic gardening revolution! Nate for Secretary of Agriculture. <laughs> That's what I say, my friend. You keep going. You figure this out, and then you lead us on to a better future, please. And who better to lead the world to a better future than all of us kids? But how do we get started? Okay, great question. So all you really need is a box that's about 10 to 12 inches deep, and you fill it with some good soil and maybe a little bit of compost if you can find it, and plant something in it by seed and keep it watered make sure you put it in a sunny spot and experiment and visit it and just if you continue to come back and visit your plant and if you listen to what the plant tells you it will show you what it needs but the basic things before the plant can talk to you is you need to get it going so you need good soil you need good sun and you need a water source to make sure that you water it every day okay that's it if people want to find out more about your and Jeannie's work, how can they? Two ways. First is we have a website called theorganicgardener.net. So you go to www.theorganicgardener.net. Also, my wife has written a lovely book called From the Ground Up, which you can find on Amazon or at your local bookstore. Okay. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Thanks to everyone at Middle Fork Farm for letting me help with the planting. And if you ever need someone to feed the goats, I'm always available. 
Music on today's episode comes from SoundsLikeAnearful.com, and our theme music was written by Dan, Teresa, and Jeff Brooks. Okay, Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of the show about science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.